<laughs> yeah, I'm back, peeps, for another session of that verbal cardio. What's good, man? I got my drink. Mm. Ah, that H2O, man, the best drink of all time. Don't ever get it twisted, man. Water is king and queen in the whole goddamn court. Don't ever forget this, man. What up, man? Let me tell y'all something, man. I was cooking yesterday, and uh, I was making a predominantly egg white omelet. When I say predominantly, I had probably about five eggs, one yolk, and the rest was just egg whites. Put some turkey cutlets in there, you know what I'm saying? Some spinach, a little Parmesan cheese, you know, doing my thing, cooking up my little lunch. And I saw this um, spider on the stove. It was it was one of them little joints. So, you know, there was no panic. There was no shuffling, no scrambling that took place from fear. It was none of that. I was just like, oh, snap. It was one of those spiders where when you first glance, you think it's another kind of bug before you ID that it's a spider. You ever do that? You ever see a bug and you're not sure it's a spider because they kind of curled up. So you just kind of, oh, it's some random bug. And then when you ID it, you be like, oh. Ooh, it just changes the whole format uh, of everything. You was like, oh, man, oh, snap. I wasn't ready for a spider. Spiders, you know, they up the respect game on how you react. Like, at first, you're like, oh, it's just a little bug. You might flick it off. Once you see it's a spider, the panic elevates. But um, I still wasn't panicky because it was one of them. It looked like one of those jumping type spiders, so. Those guys don't really bother me. Even though they lose cannons, they can jump right in my eyeball. I still don't be panicking with 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 the jumping spiders. But uh, but I think he was injured, man. I don't know if he got cooked a little bit on the stove. I feel bad for the kid, man. And uh, I don't know what happened to me, man. I stopped killing bugs years ago, like um, for the most part. Like, uh, I still kill those little flying fruit bugs or whatever. Like when you get the bananas sitting out and they just, they just come out of nowhere in your crib. I still kind of kill those, but like, um, bugs now, man, like if it's a fly on the screen door, I'll open the door instead of getting the fly swatter. Sometimes them flies will get murked. Sometimes flies still get murked out here, but everybody else, man, I capture them and throw them out, man. I don't know what's happening to me, man. I'm getting soft out here. I just feel bad. Like I feel like they're not worthy of the murder. Like why, why do you think about it though? Why do you kill bugs? Like, what's the point? Like, why are you murdering them? Like, uh, you know, is your life in danger? Like I can see killing the black widow that's in the garage that your kids play in. I get that. That that's crucial right there. You never know. Or a brown recluse or whatever. A tarantula attacking the kids at the cookout. Cool, you know. If a tarantula attacks the kids, you gotta pull out some sticks, a couple of pipes, the blowtorch, and a lit cigarette and put it on one of his eyes. I don't know, but mm. I don't know. I feel like we just murdering these cats because we just scared of them or they getting on our nerves. And that's not, that's not a good enough reason for the murder. You know what I'm saying? If you got a whole anthill in your kitchen because you done left the peanut butter open and they all in there like, hey, 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 
That's the kind of that's the kind of music I picture when I see ants in the crib. And it's like a whole line of them. They be like they be dancing into the peanut butter, into the Nutella you left open. Is it Nutella or Nutella? I've never been able to figure that out. Um, but I, I don't know why we kill them, man. So, you know, now I'm in capture mode. Anything I see in the crib, I done captured so many crickets in my apartment, man. Probably like well over a dozen. Like since I've been in this apartment and the one downstairs, I've I've probably caught maybe 12 crickets in my crib and just thrown them outside. Probably caught like maybe seven, eight spiders in the crib, throw them outside. Some big spiders too. I'd be like, yo. What is this big ass spider doing? One time I had a big spider on uh, Snapchat, captured his big ass and threw him out. It was probably a female because the females are bigger, but that's what it is. I, ca- I caught a caterpillar today down and down, uh, all diff digital. I captured the caterpillar. Yeah, first of all, you got to be a scumbag to even kill a caterpillar. Like, why are you killing? If you're killing ladybugs and caterpillars, man. You just need to get your soul drenched in the Holy Spirit, man. Like, well, how, how you going to kill a caterpillar, man? Why? Don't do this. If you're killing roly-polies, caterpillars, ladybugs, man, come on, man. And I feel like I feel like you crossing the line if you kill bugs when you're outside. I feel like that's wrong. Like, they outside, man. Let them, let them be, man. Just because you scared of bees, let them bees work. They ain't thinking about you. Even when they land on you, they're not thinking about you. They just want to rest real quick. Let me sit tight, rest, and then let me get back to work. They're not, they're not out here to take your wallet or inject you with some poisonous venoms because bees die for this. So, you know, they're not just going to kill you. like They're not going to try to sting you like that and put their life in jeopardy unless you scare them. And it's like, oh, shit, self-defense. That's when it gets real, man. I don't know, man. I'm getting soft out here on the streets, man. Capturing bugs and throwing them out, man. Mm. It was a praying mantis in my apartment. Uh, my roommate killed it. I was like, why you kill the praying mantis? He's like, nah, man. Nah. I was like, man, you cold, man. I've never killed a praying mantis before. I don't even know what. They too, they too human-like for me to murder. I feel like I just killed a homeless person. Like, I feel like... I just murdered a homeless dude with a praying mantis because they so visual. Like you see everything. Like it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't read, it wouldn't sit right in my soul if I just killed a praying mantis, man. I'm gonna capture him. Now, mind you, if I'm if I'm trying to capture him and he start tripping, like fl- trying to fly around and hop, I might murder this cat, man. Because you know, I, if you resist too much, you might get murdered only because I'm scared of what you might do. That's when you get murdered. If you don't cooperate when I'm trying to capture you, you can get this cold 187. So just get your ass in my little container and chill out, man. I'm going to just throw you outside. But if you start cutting up and running and moving and jumping, hey, man, you might get towed up, man. And I feel bad sometimes when I'm trying to capture spiders. Spiders are fragile as hell, first of all. They die easy. Spiders die very easily. Like, they one of the scariest cats in the game, but they easy to kill, man. They they are not resilient. Like, you can you can rip their legs off on accident real easy. And that's what happens sometimes. I'm trying to capture a spider. You know, I'll be like, you know, I try to 
put the little container down and their legs might be right there. And they, I done chopped off some of the legs and then they curl up like, ah, my legs. I'm like, my bad, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got me, dude. Oh, my leg. You got three of my legs, player. My bad. You shouldn't have been in the crib, but I'm going to still throw you outside, even though you're going to be crippled and slow. And you probably just going to be useless as a spider now. And you probably just going to get ate by something because you, you're slower now. And I kind of immobilize you a little bit. But you, freedom, you know, I'm not going to directly be responsible for your death. But I kind of am still, but not really. You shouldn't have had your ass in the house. So I don't know, man. That's just that's just where I'm at in my life right now, man. I'm not, I'm not about that killing bugs life right now, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I'd be letting them live. Because when I was a kid, I was an assassin, though. You know what I'm saying? I was a contract killer of these bugs. Like, you called me. <laughs> like, I'd be, my mom would be like, Tony, I go in there. You called. Honestly, though, my mom was braver than we were. Like, if it was a big-ass spider in there, we was like, Mom, you see that spider? I remember it was one spider. It was one of those wolf spiders. Huge. Big, big as hell. This spider was so big, I could see his eyes. Because, like, you know how cat's eyes reflect off the light? Like, when you put a flashlight on the cat, they kind of reflect. This spider's eyes did that. I saw the, like, the little green. I was like, he looking at me, man. That spider was huge. And I saw one wolf spider in my apartment complex by the laundry room. It was one of them wolf spiders that had all the kids on it. Like, all the babies was on the spider. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. It was terrifying. If he, if him and them, her and the kids was in my crib, it might have been a cold 187 on that. Because that's just, that's just too epic, man. That's like having a dragon in the house at that point. You got to slay the dragon. If you're going to be in here with all your kids on your back, nah, y'all might have to cold 187 you and the whole family. But uh, he was outside, so he, she, he, that was probably a woman. They was outside, so they was good to go. I took a picture of it. I don't know what I did with that picture. Probably put it on my Instagram. This is like when I first got on Instagram, so I don't know. I can't scroll down that far. I got too many posts. But that's where I am in my life right now, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about killing these bugs out here. Today is March 9th. Biggie Smalls died on March 9th, man. We we lost the uh, we lost a great MC that day, man, to to senseless senseless violence, man. Shout out to Biggie Smalls and the notorious B.I.G., man. I'll never forget first time I heard Biggie was I was at a mall in River Oaks, uh River Oaks Mall in Chicago. Uh River Oaks Mall. And uh, I heard the song Juicy. We were in the mall and I uh, I want to say we were in like Camelot Records. Or, I feel like it was a record store of some sort. And I heard, um, I heard Biggie. He's like, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and Pepper and Heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, Rap Attack, Mr. Magic Marley Mall. And he said, I remember when he said Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I was like, oh, ho, 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 bars, man. Because, you know, I was young, man. That was that was me. Like, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Now we cooking, man. I couldn't always relate to the gangster shit. Like, the chronic and, like, smoking fools. I couldn't. I wasn't about that life. So, like, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis? 
that hit my soul right there. And I, I never forget. I remember where I was when I first heard Juicy, man. And then um, my boy um, Mario had the cassette tape of Ready to Die. He used to pick me up, man. We go rolling around. I would listen to the album. I was like, yo, this shit right here is fire, man. That Ready to Die album, come on, man. Biggie was killing it on an album. Biggie was so versatile, man. He could be smooth on one track, storytelling. He could be funny as hell. He two different people on the track, like, give me the loot. He the dude robbing the dude, man. So many styles. Like, Warning is one of my favorite storytelling tracks of all time, man. From the time he woke up, you was, like, plugged in to the story, man. And like, back in the day, how he just kicked that album off with Back in the Day. Back in the days when niggas had waves, man. My mama got cancer in the breast. Don't ask me why I'm motherfucking stressed. Things done change, man. Biggie, dog. Biggie, man. That track he had with Method Man, man. Oh, man, dog. Let's go. Biggie Smalls. I miss that cat, man. His double album was good, too, man. I mean, it was a double album, so it was some fat on that album that could have been trimmed off. He could have made that into a single album. It would have been fire, dog. Life of Death. I remember buying that the first day it came out. I remember when I found out he died, like he got shot. My homegirl, Keela, told me. She was like, Biggie got shot in L.A.? I was like, man, you lying. Because, I, you know, I had no, you know, Tupac had just died. And I was like, yeah, whatever, man. You just saying that to stir up some shit. Like, nah, he got shot in L.A.? I was like, you lying. I found that out. I was, man, I was so sad. That was sad, dog. Biggie, man. Biggie was funny, too, man. I remember that sketch. That skitty had on the album when they was they was smashing, they was having sex. I was like, that sounded like some good sex right there. That was a good sex skit right there. I was like, yo, I want I wanted to see it. I wanted to be in the room, man. I wanted to be like, yo, y'all getting it in. Y'all are getting it in, man. That's what I'm talking. They was just talking shit. Yo, man. Biggie, man. And then that Born Again album came out. The track that I listened to off that was that uh, the one he had with Eminem, Dead Wrong. That's my favorite Eminem verse to this day, man. Eminem murdered that joint. There's seven different levels of devil worshiping horses' heads, human sacrifices, cannibalism. Man, Eminem murdered that track, man. Biggie. And then back in the day, I remember Biggie switched it up and he had that like Jamaican style flow. He was on that track with uh, Supercat. And uh, I love it when you call me Big Papa. That's where that came from, that track. And then they, you know, sampled it for the Big Papa song. Puff Daddy was on there. Uh, Supercat. Supercat was dope, man. Give me your love, man, dog. Biggie. Biggie Smalls is the illest. For me, between him and Tupac, man, I like Biggie better, man. Like, uh, I think Biggie was more skilled lyrically. Like, he was more diverse, Uh Tupac got to your soul, man. He was talking that real shit that resonated with your life and your soul. Like, Biggie was entertaining. Like, you know. Because, you know, based on what his mom would say about him and, like, you know, I don't know if Biggie was really about that life or what he was rapping about. So it was all, like, entertainment, man. But Pac would talk about stuff that was just that would just resonate with your soul, man. That's why Pac was... That's why Pac is, like, a true icon because he, he transcended... The music, like, Pac transcended music. It was like, 
he was beyond just rap, man. He was like a symbol for for a lot of different things. So, but on, on the mic, on that mic, like lyrically, man, I think Biggie was was uh, the strong MC. That's why I was pissed off that he never fired back at Pac. Like I wish, I wish he would have fired back. Like you know, when Pac dropped, you know, hit him up or whatever. I wish Biggie like because he like I'm the type of dude to where. First of all, I don't like conflict, but I, I don't like backing down either. And so, you know, I know Biggie was like, nah, man, he just tripping, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, forget all that. Like, if you come at me, because he blamed, you know, he blamed Big and, and P. Diddy for, well, Puff Daddy, for him getting shot in New York. And so I'd have been like, nah, man, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't us, man. Nah, nah, it wasn't even, nah, my bad. You know, it wasn't us, though. After I tell you that, like, one time, and then you still go off and then diss me on wax, I'm going to be like, I'll probably still give you one more warning. I'll be like, hey, man, yo, I told you I wasn't involved in that, man. That wasn't me, dog. That wasn't me, man. Don't be disrespecting me on wax. And if you keep it going, I'm getting in that booth on your ass, dog. You're going to catch the you going to catch these bars, you know? I just hate that, that Pac never said I mean, that Biggie never said anything, man. Because Pac came with the venom, man. Names dropped. There was no there was no subliminal nothing, man. Names was dropped. And I was like, yo, Big, you got you to gotta say something, man. Don't just be out here partying in shiny suits with P. Diddy driving around in luxurious whips, man. You got to be like, hey, man, you can catch these bars, Pac. But he never did, man. That always bugged me, man. He never did, man. Sometimes, man, you got to put these bars on people, man. With no subliminals. No subliminals, man. I don't want to hear none of them subliminals, dog. Mm. Kendrick dropped a, uh, a new release called, uh, what was it, Unmastered? Unreleased Unmastered. It's like tracks that... Uh, I guess didn't make the album like throwaway tracks. You could you can definitely feel the to pimp a butterfly in these tracks, but I love it, man. It's like eight tracks. It's so fast. I'm like, man. So I just listen to it just on the loop, like straight through. It's a smooth listen, man. Kendrick is in the lane by himself, man. He's in the lane all his own, man. I love it, man. Ain't ain't no oh man, he sound like this or that. It's none of that. But uh I love it, man. I love the release. Anderson Pack's Malibu is still my album of the year, but I'm feeling that Kendrick dope. I'm feeling that. Hey, get that Kendrick, man. A lot of people are like, man, I don't know. I ain't feeling What you ain't feeling? What you not feeling? Tell me what you not feeling about the Kendrick release. What you looking for, man? I don't know what you looking for, but uh, it's dope, man. Everybody's like, you know, J. Cole was supposed to drop an album in February and that never came out. Oh, yeah. First of all, never believe when a rapper says, I'm going to drop an album on this date. Don't, never believe it. Albums get pushed back 90% of the time. So just, just all, oh, just be happy that they're working on something and just kind of just wait patiently. Not like Dr. Dre waiting, but just like, you know, all right, I'll give you a couple months. But don't hold them to the date. Because nine times out of 10, it's not going to come out on that date. It's just not. I'm going to just need y'all to be ready for this. It's not going to happen on that date. I'm going to just need y'all to accept this and be cool with it. Um, 
I'm out here. I'm looking at text as our podcast. And um, I'm about to look at some of these questions that I was asked uh, to address on the uh, on my podcast. Um, first of all, ladies. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me let me let me drop this on y'all, man. What is it with these hood movies that always feel like they have to do a narration? I'm done with the hood movie narration. Like, it's just so, there's an art to narrating a movie, okay? Everybody doesn't doesn't have this art perfected, okay? You're not Ray Liotta in Goodfellas, okay? You're not Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street. Everybody can't narrate, all right? Let's let's just get that out in the open. All these hood movies be like, yo, that was us three. Me, Spoonie, and Baby G. We was running things, man. Good friends. But that's when that's when everything went wrong. That's when our whole lives changed. And then they just go into <laughs> Yeah, that's little peanut. He crazy as hell. Over there, <laughs> that's baby G. Yeah, she was always, she was like the heart and soul of the group, man. Yeah, yeah. And over here, oh, that's Big Dark. Yeah, you don't want to mess with him. He was the toughest on the block. And over there, <laughs> that's Mama D. <laughs> Mama D had the whole block so man. Like, man, come on, man. I could probably narrate a movie, but everybody can't. Like, I was just like, man, stop doing this. Stop with the narration, man. Stop trying to be like Goodfellas. It's like every hood movie, man. I'm like, all right, man. Just let the story play out. We don't need the narration, man. We just watching what's going on. We don't. Everything don't have to be narrated. Unless I, I feel like you can you can narrate a movie if it spans like years, kind of like Goodfellas. Goodfellas that was a span of like years. Okay, that's cool, man. Give us that. But like doing it just to do it, I'll be like, man, come on with the with the with the narration, man. Yo, we was the hardest cats on the block. We was out here getting money. We were just getting money hand over fist. We couldn't even count it all. But we was getting money. Everybody was flashy. We was living lavishly, man. We was out here the kings of this shit, man. And that's when it all went wrong. That's when our lives changed that day. Like, shut your asses up, man. <laughs> shut y'all asses up. Because I walked in and Brandon was watching, like, a hood movie with the narration. I was like, stop it. Here we go. Especially when you got somebody that can barely act doing the narration. So not only are you struggling on the acting tip, then you're going to try to narrate? Oh, man, just just stop. Yeah, we was out here getting money and and then we just wasn't getting money no more. That's when everything changed. Like, all right, get out. You're not Morgan Freeman, okay? If you're not Morgan Freeman, Ray Liotta, Leonardo DiCaprio, get off these narration streets, okay? Just get on off. I bet you Idris Elba can narrate the hell out of some shit as well. And James Earl Jones, you know what I mean? Um... And it's funny too, like I've been watching um 
don't know. I've been watching like old movies. Like, you know, I watched Miami Vice the other day, the movie. And I was so disappointed in Miami Vice, man. They dropped, they really dropped the ball on that one, man. Michael Mann, this dude directed Heat, Last of the Mohicans. I'm like, yo, Michael Mann, he did Collateral. I was like, yo, this is going to be so dope. We had Jamie Foxx in that mug. I was like, yo, this is about to be right. It was so dry. Miami Vice was dry as hell. I was so disappointed. First of all, I didn't like the way they shot it. And it was just dry as hell. It was all about style and flash, man. They were they were showing Colin Farrell and this Asian chick riding in this boat to Cuba for like fifteen minutes. I felt like that shot was fifteen minutes, just showing them all cool and shit riding in this little speedboat. And I'm like, all right, we get it, man. They living lavishly in the speedboat. Cut to the next scene, please. I was like, come on, man. They was too cool for school. I didn't care where they was going for mojitos. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for mojitos. Well, I'm going to take you to the best spot for mojitos. He was like, where? I'll show you. Oh, and then when they in mid, in the middle of the ocean, oh, we going, we going to Cuba? Yeah. And then I can feel it coming in here. I'm like, come on, man. Cut the scene. Cut the scene ah man they dropped the ball man i was heated it was there was not one ounce of humor in that movie no 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 type of funny nothing man there was no i mean i'm not saying make it a straight out bad boys rush hour action comedy but geez like even lethal weapon even the first lethal weapon was like a serious movie but that it was still funny parts in there and then it got it got more funnier as the lethal weapons went on but come on give us something man give us something i was like oh the dryness and then i've been watching uh so anyway michael mann directed manhunter which is uh if y'all not familiar with manhunter it came out in like the 80s it's a movie that first uh featured hannibal lecter hannibal lecter was created by thomas harris who wrote these books Silence of the Lambs, the Red Dragon and stuff. So Manhunter is basically the Red Dragon. And so uh, a different actor played Hannibal Lecter in uh, Manhunter. It was the guy, Brian Cox. Y'all probably seen him in mad movies. He was like in a bunch of movies. And he played Hannibal. He played him good too. But, uh, you know, when Silence of the Lambs hit, and that was just a monster hit. And Anthony Hopkins just murdered the role. Um, so they did, but John, Jonathan Demi directed Silence of the Lambs and then, then they did the sequel to, uh, Silence of the Lambs called Hannibal and Hannibal, Hannibal was okay. It wasn't as good as Silence of the Lambs or Manhunter in my opinion, but it was cool. My favorite part in Hannibal, to be honest with y'all is the shootout in the beginning of the movie. Like it was this, uh, they were showing like uh, Julianne Moore, who was playing the Jodie Foster character um, in in Hannibal, and so um, they had this shootout. They was, they was doing this little uh, sting operation on this like this drug kingpin chick. Um, she she was a queenpin, I guess, and um, 
that shootout was dope, man. Like even though you know they didn't establish her as a villain, they just gave they just gave a quick rundown on what Julianne Moore was telling the team. Like, yo, she's dangerous. She's usually armed and dangerous. Um, you know, only only proceed with caution. She's HIV positive, and you know when you put her in the police car. Don't touch her hair. She might have needles in there. Whatever. I was like, yo, this this chick is villain of the year, man. Like, I want to know more. And then uh, the shootout went down. That whole scene was dope. That was like, that's like what I remember most. I remember him eating a piece of Ray Liotta's brain, too, and throwing it on the skillet. But other than that, that shootout in the beginning, I'm like, yo, I want to see... This 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 queen pen. I want to see her spinoff movie because that that scene was dope. Because when she came out, when she came out, she had a baby. She she was carrying like a baby and one of the little baby carrying things. So the baby was in front of her in the little carry uh, baby carry thing. And then they was like, she was like, no no no, call it off, call it off. There's too many people out here. She got the baby, call it off. It was one hot-headed ass FBI agent like, nah, we going in. And then all hell broke loose. It's a shootout, bam. Then Julianne Moore was like, all right, freeze. She was like, oh, is that you, Clarice? And then she got out the car with the baby still. After she'd been in the car that crashed, she still had the baby on her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she pulled out that strap and shot it, uh, Julianne Moore. And Julianne Moore got the lucky shot off. Hit her right in the neck. And it was like, oh, snap. The baby, though. And then she had to rinse the blood off the baby. Man, yo, that part right there was dope as hell. And Ridley Scott directed Hannibal. Now, Ridley Scott did Gladiator. He just did The Martian. And uh, so, yeah. But, and then they did, then they did Red Dragon. Brett Ratner directed that, and it had Edward Norton in it, it had Anthony Hopkins. And uh, so that Red Dragon, the movie, is a remake of the Manhunter movie from the 80s, which is based on the first novel, Red Dragon. And Red Dragon takes place before Silence of the Lambs, time-wise. And uh, so I was just watching those again, and, like, I didn't watch Silence of the Lambs again, but just, like, I watched Manhunter, Cause I like I like Michael Mann and the movie was re- real slow pace and like you know, we and it was funny in Manhunter when he go uh, William Peterson from CSI he plays Grissom on CSI was the star in Manhunter and you know he ran up in the killer's crib and he's just gonna crash in through the front window and the killer was standing there when he was running towards the window it was in slow motion he crashed in all heroic and shit that killer grabbed him sliced him up a couple times with this mirror he was holding and just threw him into the refrigerator I was like (laughs) that's what you get for running up in somebody's crib unannounced man you gonna get these cold slices with the mirror then I'm gonna throw your ass on the refrigerator pull out the shotgun all hell broke loose so uh Check out Manhunter if you haven't. Uh, watch the beginning of Hannibal to see that shootout I was talking about. And uh, listen to some Biggie today. Listen to some Biggie. And uh, just remember the cat, man. Shout out to Biggie Smalls. And um, try not to kill bugs as much, man. Have a heart out here. If you really don't need to kill them, think about it and just capture them. Throw them out. Get you a little capture thing and just throw these bugs out, man. All right? Anyway, man, that's it for now, man. 
Thank you for joining me for another session of that Verbal Guardian.